Welcome to another edition of Touring the AFC South. I am your host, Mike Patton. And on this episode, we got a lot of former players going against their former team. We, of course, got A.J. Brown facing his former team in the Tennessee Titans. We've got E.J. Chark facing his former team in the Jacksonville Jaguars. That's an interesting one there. (laughs) And then also, we've got the Indianapolis Colts taking on the Dallas Cowboys. And of course, I can't forget, we've got a certain gentleman playing quarterback for Cleveland returning to Houston. Definitely a lot of return matches. Definitely going to be a lot of intrigue when it comes to talking about the AFC South this week, week 13. And before we get started, of course, if you're listening, go ahead and follow, subscribe to the show on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, uh, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, wherever you're listening. Go ahead and subscribe so that way you don't miss an episode. Well, let's get into it. First one up, Jacksonville versus Detroit. The DJ Chark Bowl. Yes, DJ Chark is playing for the Detroit Lions. And he's had someone to affect the last couple of games. So he's done a few things out there, made a few catches. Um, but hasn't quite made the impact that some thought he have, would have made. It is what it is. Injuries happen. But hey, he hasn't quite made that same type of impact. But we do want know one thing about the Lions. They have fought hard. They have fought hard. They have played hard for their coach. And in doing so, they've had some peaks and valleys. They've won, uh, what, three, two of their last three. Which is not bad. Not bad at all, especially considering the Detroit Lions. Now, offensively, they do have a very talented running back tandem that nobody really talks about in Smith and Williams. I'm sorry, Swift and Williams. Let me get it correct. And those two have been putting up numbers in the last few weeks running the football. Now, the Jacksonville Jaguars, if you see that, I would try to throw throw a few things up front. Hopefully, you can stop the run. Hopefully, uh, Olaquan has a great game at middle linebacker, but they're going to need something because Detroit can run the football, and they can run the football well. And then when they get going the passing game a little bit, you got Goff delivering it to uh, all those very uh, myriad receivers, including... 
Chark, which I'm pretty sure if he gets in the end zone, he's probably going to give one of the greatest celebrations of all time. <laughs> That's just my thinking. But anyway, uh, it's going to be interesting just to see if they're able to stop the run and make the Detroit Lions pass the football to beat them. They could give themselves a chance, themselves a chance to win the game. However, if they're not able to kind of curtail the run game, it's going to be a problem, a big problem for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Off, excuse me, defense. Now, offensively, the Jacksonville Jaguars showed me a few things. They were able to come back, so specifically Trevor Lawrence down 10 with 13 and change left in the game and come back and win it and be the man making those tight throws that need to be made. That's what franchise quarterbacks do. Now, what's going to be interesting to see is if he can build on that this week with his myriad of weapons. Of course, you know, you get Shazay Jones, Marmar Jones, and you got your Christian Kirk. So that'll be an interesting uh, scenario to keep up with to see if he's able to kind of keep that confidence going from last week. I know he didn't have Travis Etienne last week, and if he does play, which I'm, I'm thinking he's going to play, It'll be interesting just to see how much he splits carries uh, with the backup running backs in Jacksonville or if he, you know, plays majority of the game. Because, you know, Daryl Henderson is there now from the uh, Los Angeles Rams. Uh, he got waived um, by the Rams, and now they picked him up. And, of course, you got Jermichael Hasty. So does have a little bit of variety behind him. We'll see what happens. But they definitely got to get the running game going this week. Cannot depend on Trevor Lawrence to save them in the passing game. For another game. It just is what it is. But it'll be interesting just to see. Now the Detroit Lions defense has kind of got it together the last couple weeks. But however, I wouldn't count on that. Because they can always have a flashback. And pretty quickly at that. But they, they, they've gotten it together and I got to give them credit for that. But Jacksonville is going to have some plays that can be made. They can take advantage of the defensive backs of the Detroit Lions. It's just a matter of, will they do so? My guess is it'll be a tight game, come down to the wire. I really can't pick a winner with this one. If I have to, I'm going to go with the Detroit Lions to win this game. So We'll see what happens when they get between the lines, though. We're going to take a quick commercial break, and next we're going from the DJ Chark Bowl to another wide receiver bowl. The A.J. Brown Bowl, Philadelphia Eagles hosting the Tennessee Titans on touring the AFC South with your host, Mike Patton. We'll be right back. Going through some things and not quite sure who to turn to? Well, let me tell you about Peace of Mind Counseling and Life Coaching. They offer services ranging from mental health counseling, parenting classes, life coaching services, therapy, alcohol and drug assessments, and so much more. And all the services are monitored by licensed supervisors. Also, they're currently offering free consultations for counseling or life coaching. All you need to do to get started is reach out to them online at www.peacemindclc.com or give them a call at 615-930-1230 to get started. Again, you can reach out to them online at www peacemindclc.com or give them a call at 615-930-1230. So if you feel you need to talk to someone or know someone that needs to talk to someone, 
Take the time to reach out to Peace of Mind Counseling and Life Coaching, where the motto is, it costs you your peace of mind, then it is too expensive. Welcome back to Touring the AFC South. I am your host, Mike Patton. And as I mentioned before the break, the A.J. Brown Bowl, the Tennessee Titans head to Philadelphia to take on the Eagles. And it's going to be an interesting game. Let's talk about it from the defensive side of play first. The Titans are not a team that gives up a lot running the football. They just don't. They were, before last week, they were averaging about 80-some-yards uh, per game giving up on the ground. Of course, Cincinnati was more physical than them last week. Now, some will say in that locker room will probably say they weren't. While Kevin Byard said they were, you know, but just looking at the game, the Bengals were the more physical team last week. You couple that with, you know, could not really be able to run the football and it was just a bad game for the Titans, you know, not necessarily one of their best efforts, but they still didn't give themselves a chance to win. So it wasn't like they just completely blew the game. But that being said, Defensively, they're facing a challenge like none other. You've got the running game, of course. You do have Miles Sanders back there running the football. However, the most unique, one of the most unique weapons at quarterback in the NFL is Mr. Jalen Hurts. I mean, he's running the football well. He's throwing the football well. He's only thrown, what, three interceptions this year? I could be understanding it. But anyway. He's definitely been primetime, must-see TV as a leader, as a player, just as a, just in general. He has been this year. He has been everything I believe that Eagles fans thought he could be or those that thought he could be something, thought he could be, and then some. And, you know, their biggest thing is the running game. They can run the football. They have a Offensive line that is very deep and talented and, you know, definitely has some veterans mixed in with a little bit of young talent in there. So that's going to be a huge challenge for the Titans front seven. I mean, you got Jeffrey Simmons. I don't believe Autry is playing, but they do have other pieces in there, and they're going to have to step up in this one because the Eagles, when they get thing going, things going in the running game, then you try to stop that. That's when that passing game opens up. So they're going to have to do some things to make the Eagles one-dimensional, at least. And then when they're able to do so, well, the biggest thing in the passing game is in the running. I'm sorry, in the off offense in terms of stopping the running game is Jalen Hurts when when he's able to run. That makes it 11 on 11 football. That makes it tough for defenses right there. So they're probably going to have to commit someone to keeping an eye on Jalen Hurts while, you know, kind of doing a little bit more of a mush rush uh, type of scenario and not allowing him to get outside the pocket. That'll be something to watch. Um, now, say they, let's say they are able to keep him in the pocket. Throwing the football makes it a lot tougher in the pocket than when he's on the move. He's on the move, he's even more dangerous throwing the football. So not to say he cannot throw in the pocket because he obviously can. He's obviously doing well at it. But you want to make it as difficult as possible for Jalen Hurts to 
throw and see guys throw different looks at him, those different type of things. But more importantly, the pass rush has to get there. If the pass rush does not get there, it could get dangerous for the Titans. I mean, look at last week. T. Higgins had an excellent game against the Titans. And A.J. Brown is very, very talented as well, as most Titans fans know. So if they're not able to get to the quarterback, you've got A.J. Brown. You've got Demonte Smith. And you have Quez Watkins, three wide receivers that can hurt you in a myriad of different ways. And I'm pretty sure that Mr. A.J. Brown is going to be nice and pumped up for this game. For sure. So you don't want to give him any more to get him feeling great and confident out there on the field. So get your pressure. Stop the run or stall the run some. And give yourself a chance to actually win the game in that aspect defensively. Now, offensively, there's some plays to be had. But the biggest thing is running the football. They have to run the football better. If they're not able to run the football better, then it's going to be a long game for the Titans. Now, the Titans can run the football, and the Eagles certainly are allowing people to run the football. Now, they did bring in Linball Joseph and, and Dominic Sue to kind of help sure those things up while uh, Jordan Davis is coming back, which uh, it's, it's thought he may come back, you know, at least in spot duty in this game against the Titans. So it'll be interesting to see if the Titans are able to get their running game going, you know, provided that the Eagles have been pretty uh, – not, not been great in the passing, in the running, in, the, in the stopping the run. So – you know, for example, last week you saw the Green Bay game. You had A.J. Dillon and uh, Aaron Jones doing their thing, running the football. So that's going to be something to watch. If the Titans are able to run the football, then they can sneak in the play action. And I'm pretty sure they're going to be able to target Traylon Burks. Traylon Burks is starting to come on, starting to get more consistent, and he's a guy that can is six foot two, two hundred and twenty five pounds and can motor down the field. And if you're right there with him, he's gonna battle you for the football and more than likely muscle his way into a catch. We saw that last week versus the Bengals. So uh that'll be interesting just to see to get the running game going, the play action game going to um kind of get things uh in the right direction. Uh you know, for the Titans, this gotta be a low scoring game for them to win. For the Eagles I'd press tempo and do things like that. Try to throw off a few things for the Titans if you can. Uh, ultimately, I, I'll say the Eagles are more likely to win this game. By how many? I'll say I'll give them maybe a 10 spot to win this game by. We'll see what happens. Uh, we'll see if I'm wrong. I mean, because, you know, obviously there's, there's some people that really don't believe the Titans are, have a chance to win this game. And if you know the Titans history... They tend to win games where nobody thinks they can win. That's just a fact. All right, we're going to take another break. And then when we come back, we're going to talk about a certain quarterback returning to Houston. You're listening to Touring the AFC South with your host, Mike Patton. Touring the AFC South is available on Google Podcast, available on Spotify, available on Apple Podcast, available 
on iHeartRadio. And if you like what you're listening to and don't want to miss any episodes, go ahead and subscribe. Takes a quick second, not very long at all. So that way you get all the knowledge, all the guests, all the information directly to you. Don't even have to search. You can just go ahead and subscribe. And if you like what you listen to, of course, if you're listening on Spotify, there is a rating system there. Go ahead and rate the show. I'd greatly appreciate five stars from you. And if you are listening on Apple Podcasts, go ahead and rate the show. Again, five stars is appreciated. And if you would review, I'd greatly, greatly appreciate that as well. The reviews for this podcast help it rise up the rankings and get it in the eyes in the, in the stream of more people so they can tune in and get all this great knowledge as well. Greatly appreciate it. Now back to the show. Welcome back to touring the AFC South. I am your host, Mike Patton. And of course, this game has been circled on the calendar for plenty for a while. That'd be the Cleveland Browns heading to Houston to take on the Houston Texans. And this marks the return of Mr. Deshaun Watson. Now, I don't need to go down the path of rehashing what all happened. I'm pretty sure everyone knows. But his suspension is over. He is back on the field this week. Facing his old team. So I'm pretty sure there will be boos when he comes on the field during warmups, when he comes on the field during the game, when he's going out of the tunnel during halftime and the end of the game as well. So get used to hearing that. That's going to happen. Difference is, are they booing him for why he was suspended or booing him because he didn't want to play in Houston? That's probably something we won't know. Just to be honest. However, it goes between the lines. You know, Mr. Watson is an upgrade uh, to Jacoby Brissett. However, he hasn't played in a couple of years, so probably is going to be a little rusty going out there. The biggest thing is rely on the running game. The running game for the Cleveland Browns has always been solid, uh, and that is an issue for the Houston Texans because they cannot stop the run. We all saw what Derrick Henry did to them this year. Need I say more? So Nick Chubb ought to be licking his chops at this point. And, you know, if they're not able to stop the run, the Houston Texans, then it could be a long, long game for their defense. Because that is means if they were running the football, they can sustain drives. And that's not good for any defender or let alone a team, especially if Cleveland's able to sustain drives and be on the field a long time. So the biggest thing I would say is commit to stopping the run. Make Deshaun Watson beat you with his arm. Now, I know that sounds crazy to some, being that Deshaun Watson was you know, basically carrying the offense in Houston when he played there his last time there. Even though they did quite horribly record-wise, he was the offense. But he hasn't played in a couple of years. 
He still doesn't probably know his teammates as well in terms of on-the-field actions. And it's going to take him some time to adjust. So I would definitely do that. Uh, force them to have to pass the football a little bit more and put them in difficult down in, in distance situations as well. Now, offensively for the Texans, they're going to have to run the football. They're going to have to run the football. Damian Pierce has kind of gotten shut down. It's almost like he's hit the rookie wall. So it's going to be interesting to see how they're able to kind of get him going. They need to get him going in order to have any chance in this game. If they're able to, then that puts the Browns on their heels just a little bit because we know that if the game is on the shoulders of Mr. Kyle Allen or if they happen to put Davis Mills in the game, just throwing his name out there, it's not going to be good for the Texans. They do have limited offensive weapons. Uh, however, you know, the quarterback, that, that's not an excuse for the quarterback play. Quarterback play has been bad. It has been really, really bad. So that aspect, definitely get the ground game going. They're able to do so. Maybe it makes things a little bit easier for whoever's playing quarterback, whether it's Kyle Allen again or if they replace him with Davis Mills during this game, however they want to do in Houston age or world, we just living in it. But it's going to be difficult if they can't get the running game going. Brandon Cooks, I believe, is, I don't believe is playing this game. So it's definitely got a lot harder for them to win this one. And honestly, I would be shocked if they put up over 14 or 17 points at that. 13 might be the ceiling. You know, a touchdown, a couple field goals. That might be the ceiling for how much they can do offensively in this game. So it'll be an interesting atmosphere. Uh, of course, uh, there are other things going on at that stadium as well. Um, with people appearing there, not necessarily going to dive into that, but it's just going to be an interesting atmosphere in Houston for the return of the man that was once their franchise quarterback. That's all I got. More than likely the Browns will win this game as well. I'll throw that out there too. We're going to take another break. Our last break of the show. And when we come back, the last game, it does not involve a player getting back in the former team in terms of the AFC South. It may, but <laughs> but anyway, um, it'll be the Indianapolis Colts and the Dallas Cowboys when we come back on tour in the AFC South. For those that have checked out my picture, my new picture for my you know graphics for my podcast. You can tell I have a new image, an updated image, a professional looking image. It's time for you to take control of your image and you can take control of your professional image with a fresh set of headshots by the good folks of Joshua Silver's photography. Let Josh at Joshua Silver's photography handle your personal branding, business headshots, portrait or any other photographic need with great pricing and even better quality. You can reach him via phone at 423-557-6746. Once again, that's 423-557-6746. You can also reach him at Instagram at Joshua Silver's Photography. Or you can reach him on Facebook. 
Call Joshua Silver's Photography and get yourself booked today. I know I did, and he's got me looking great. Welcome back, and last but certainly not least, we have the Indianapolis Colts heading to Dallas on Sunday night football to take on the Cowboys. Yeah, that's all I got, but <laughs> can't get too terribly excited because the Indianapolis Colts have not necessarily been the most exciting team in the NFL this year, but hey, they have been playing hard and fighting hard. They did so when they saw the Eagles. I'll give them that. There you go. <laughs> but uh, going into this game, of course, they're 4-7-1. and one. Um, You know, offensively, they had a game where Jonathan Taylor got going, and then they had a game where he did not get going. So, you know, it is what it is there. And then, of course, they had Clockgate last week. But I see them here and over there. It's a new game, a new day, and a new stadium. The big one in Dallas. So, Matt Ryan... He's definitely going to need the running game in this one. Of course, the running game has shown where it can be effective versus the Cowboys. So we'll see if they're able to get some things going, open up some lanes, and get some consistency out of that offensive line. They are able to do so. Then it makes Matt Ryan's job a lot easier easier as well. Of course, one guy you should be going to is Jelani Woods. It seems like he kind of got in the rhythm and the flow. And it just seems like he's starting to make himself stand out as being the future tight end, the future star tight end for the Indianapolis Colts. So I would expect the Colts to look for him, the Colts to look for uh, Paris Campbell. And, of course, you know, you do have Michael Pittman Jr. But, you know, of course, that makes a a nice little bit of trio, a nice little trio there that you can actually look at to be weapons in the passing game. So it'll be interesting to see if they're able to do so. Uh, You know, play action will probably be the best thing for the Colts because if they drop straight back the way the the Cowboys rush the passer, won't be a good thing for Matt Ryan. It definitely won't be a good thing for his offensive line either. So... Just a few things to take a look at there. Defensively, of course, the Colts, uh, they're not going to have uh, Shaq Leonard. Uh, they've had a host of other guys step up. Um, Kenny Moore, not for sure. They're not looking like he's going to be out there. Um, it'll just be interesting to see what all they can do to kind of bring pressure. You know, the Dallas Cowboys are going to run the football. That's a big thing, stopping the run for the Colts. Uh, so... I would expect that Dak's probably going to have to do a little bit more in the passing game in this one. And in that, if that, in that being said, he doesn't necessarily have all the weapons that can kind of, he does, wait, I'm sorry, the Colts don't necessarily have all the guys that they can actually make things difficult for them. They do have Brandon Faison, who a lot of Colts fans love, which I'm definitely being sarcastic. Um, so that's a guy that more than likely Dallas will target and go after uh, with whoever is lined up on him because I don't think they want to mess with Stephon Gilmore on the opposite side. So we'll see what happens there. As far as this matchup, it looked great to start the season. Everyone was like, yes, this is a good matchup. This, this, this is that. And, of course, you know, Matt Ryan will be figuring his team out by then and the Colts will be – trying to win the AFC South. Well, the game came nowhere near that. The Cowboys are doing well, but the Colts are doing nowhere near what anyone thought they would do. 
it is what it is, and yet we have another bad night of Sunday night football. In my opinion, they should have flexed this game out and made it the 49ers versus the Dolphins. But I don't pay the bills, run all those different things with the NFL, so that's just all my thoughts out there and my opinions. Hope you liked it. <laughs> but anyway, getting back to the game. Uh, maybe it'll be close for a little while, but I, I expect eventually the Cowboys to pull away, at least win by like seven points. Uh, but, you know, the Colts are going to fight them tough. However, I'm just not sure they have all the pieces they need to pull this off. Indeed, we'll see. And that has been the recap. Sorry, not the recap, the breakdown for week 13 in the NFL. Like I said, a lot of um, reunion bowl games. You have that one, the game in Houston and between Houston and Cleveland, involving Deshaun Watson. You have the one involving the Titans and the Eagles and, of course, A.J. Brown. And, of course, you have the Jaguars and the Lions and D.J. Chark. It'll be interesting to see how, uh, I guess, starters or, or players that people remember do against their former team when seeing them for the first time since they, they had been traded. Definitely is going to be something to watch and keep up with. Uh, while you're keeping up with things, keep up with me on Twitter at MikePatton82. That's M-I-K-E-P-A-T-T-O-N-82. I thank you all for tuning in. Uh, and enjoy your slate of games. Proud.